0: Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your host, with the most time on their hands to talk about autonomy, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 5th of February 2021, let's get into it. For a party that's apparently sick of hearing people talk about independence and just wants folk to get on with the day job, the Scottish tories do sure seem to love focusing on independence to the exclusion of almost everything else. Well, independence and submitting dodgy amendments to bills in Parliament. This week, the leader of the Scottish Tories, Douglas Ross, showed everyone how much he wanted to not talk about independence by challenging Nicola Sturgeon to a debate on independence later this month. Nicola Sturgeon roundly rejected the offer though, citing that, given she was somewhat busy dealing with a global pandemic as the elected leader of Scotland, she would in fact be getting on with the day job rather than having an argument with Ross, something he should have been pleased with really, given all the times he said that that's exactly what the First Minister should be doing. But, for the sake of a fun little thought exercise, let's take a moment to consider what that debate would have looked like. I suspect it would have been a pretty dirty debate to be honest especially given the Scottish Tories punch on for misleading statements just this week alone Ross claimed that the SNP could try to hold a referendum within the next few months during the pandemic which it just isn't true not at all the first minister has repeatedly stated that any referendum would take place after the pandemic had been dealt with And can we take a moment to acknowledge that Ross appears to think that holding a referendum once the pandemic has been dealt with is apparently too soon. But it was fine for the Tories, his own government, to fire ahead with Brexit at the height of the pandemic instead of delaying it until a more suitable time. And look how that's been going. And speaking of Brexit, this week it was claimed in the Daily Mail that independence could be worse for Scotland's economy than leaving the EU. But is that really the case? According to a national fact check, the findings are based on a wonky methodology and uh, claims to forecast 30 years into the future. According to the fact check published in the National, I'm I'm just going to quote this so I get it entirely right, Even in normal circumstances, no economic forecast is credible or valid over that length of time into the future, say 15 to 30 years. But in a period when the pandemic has wrecked the global economy, no reputable major forecasting agency believes normal service will be resumed till at least the end of this decade. Second, the authors admit they have ignored many important factors. In order to manufacture their conclusions. We restrict our analysis to trade effects and do not consider other potentially important economic effects of Scottish independence, such as changes in investment flow into and out of Scotland, whether Scotland continues to use sterling as its currency, and the fiscal implications of independence. So in other words, the researchers ignore any tax changes designed to boost exports or any investment in new export industries after independence. This is virtually to rig the calculations to reach a predetermined outcome. And all of that, all of that is before we even get into the fact that the centre who produced the report, the Centre for Economic Performance, has Nicholas McPherson heading up their policy committee. McPherson is the former boss of the UK Treasury who was in charge of, during the 2014 independence referendum this is the guy who said civil servants should not be neutral during the referendum and should be actively working to stop independence in fact this center published plenty of anti-indie content during the referendum itself so you know take it with a pinch of salt also this week It's more good news for Scottish independence as the Downing Street Union unit set up to essentially undermine the Scottish government in a bid to reverse rising support for independence remains in total chaos as the only Scottish person who worked there gets the sack. Luke Graham is leaving the post after a brutal day following Boris Johnson's pointless trip to Scotland in which he visited a vaccine hub that had just had an outbreak of COVID-19 and generally... Wasted everybody's time. Graham clashed with Oliver Lewis, who's known in number 10 as Sonic, who will be taking over the union and beefing it up, according to the government. And yet, I thought this wasn't the time to be focusing on arguments about independence. According to one government source, Oliver Lewis needed a new job and he wanted looks. He's an old pal of Boris's from Brexit days, so he got the job. Yeah, that sounds about right. So shortly after his departure, Downing Street bizarrely claimed that Boris Johnson is in fact the voice of the majority of the Scottish people, despite the Tories getting nothing close to majority in any election since the 50s and repeated consecutive polls showing that a majority of Scots now back independence. I'd say we can expect plenty more of this kind of rhetorical nonsense going forward. And finally, this week, Labour are reportedly gearing up for the Holyrood election and all future elections by switching up their campaign strategy. And frankly, it's about time. Something fresh, maybe. Something to move the party beyond the past few years and... uh, Oh, it's flags. The solution is more flags. Flags and displays of patriotism. Hang on a second, while I just check that I haven't accidentally opened a news source from ten years ago. Nope. Among the top recommendations is the use of the flag, veterans dressed smartly at the war memorial, etc. <laughs> gives gives voters a sense of authentic values alignment. Oh, senior officials also sent out WhatsApp messages saying. Please prioritise the Union Jack header images, not the plain red ones. Well, let's see how that goes, I guess. On the upside, at least, Labour tacking even further to the right will really only help build the case for independence among any progressives left in the party in Scotland. That does bring us to an end this week though as a final note coming up later this month you will have the chance to debate the controversial uh, growth commission report uh, so live on Hopin later this month it's going to be the biggest open debate yet held about the report um, which was essentially the s fiscal plan of how independence could work. Um, It's called Moving Beyond the Growth Commission, and it will be taking place online on February the 25th from 3pm to 7pm, with a repeat showing on the 27th. Uh, You can find details about it online. So with all that said, where does that leave the state of the union? As likely to stick together as the latest version of Downing Street's union unit. See you all again next Friday.